So the Steiner family's calling home and they've been five years on the road to India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Saudi Arabia, Syria, Iran, Iraq, Oman, Nepal, Uzbekistan, Kyrgyzstan. That's not the whole list. Nowhere near. I just ran out of breath. There's a YouTube channel, Away With The Steiners. Why are they doing this? How are they managing to do it? All will be revealed. Sarah and Gavin Steiner. Hello. Salam alaikum. Alaikum ah. salam. Very you're, nice to hear from home. You're in Morocco at the moment, yeah? We sure are. We are out in the desert in a place called... Mazuga. Mazuga, yes. I always get that name wrong. <laughs> As would I. <laughs> uh, you, will have, you will have had to master, you know, hello, please, and thank you in quite a few languages so far. Absolutely. Uh, yes, we sure have. Um in fact, sometimes it gets a little bit confusing as to where we are. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Tell us about your family. Now, you're from Tiro, uh, you know, the place of the cabbage trees and the corrugated iron sheep. That's where you're from. Yeah? <laughs> yes, we'll take that one. What made you set out? What did you and Gavin uh, used, yes. to, used to do? Gavin, what did you used to do? And what was the conversation like when you decided to stop doing it? How did you decide on this? <laughs> Well, <laughs> this is actually a really good story. Um, I was in um, earth moving and transport industry. And, and I'm a teacher. And Sarah's a teacher. And I was leaving um, in the dark and coming home in the dark. And one day it was pouring with rain. I called in to see Sarah after, we, I mean, we had traveled pre-children anyway. And I said to Sarah, something's got to change. Um, we're spending so much time at work. And our kids are just growing up so fast. We yeah. worked really, really hard, especially for the year, probably about a year out from leaving. Yeah. And yeah, and set off. We both had really great jobs and jobs that we We were doing so loved, well. But we didn't have any time. And so yeah. that really was the driving factor, I think. Okay. A lot of people think that and never do it. You've done it. How many countries so far? I think we've been to around about 80 at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Before we get it's to cool. before we get to some really interesting travel stories, how do you educate the boys? Oh, that's that's um that's a lot of the responsibility on both of us. There, we um we do a mixture of homeschooling and world schooling, and so at the moment, now that they're a bit older, we have a bit more of a structured routine. And each morning, we do some homeschooling using awesome. We've got great books from the New Zealand curriculum. And we use those, and then we balance them out with amazing world schooling wherever we are. How have they taken to the travel? I mean, it's a marvellous opportunity, and they seem so happy on YouTube. Is it also a bit unsettling at times, just going from country to country? Um, it, you know what? It's actually not. They surprise us. They, they take everything in their stride. They're actually very happy-go-lucky kids um we're, we're very lucky it's interesting on your youtube channel away with the steiners interesting how adroit you all are at talking to the camera and guiding everyone <laughs> through these destinations uh always a smile uh there will <laughs> there will have been many times you weren't smiling there must have been i mean for most people traveling it's the little things that, that you know are confusing and they're confusing sometimes for you too which train to get on or not to get on you know just the simple act of conversation is really hard sometimes especially in the countries you've been to sarah 
Totally. And traveling definitely, I think traveling in general just pushes you outside of your comfort zone. And I think that's, that's what, that's what we love about it. And while it pushes you out of your comfort zone, it really tightens you as a family unit and we become a really tight team. We're just out here by the sand dunes. There's literally camels going out past. We just heard the call to prayer just before sunset here. Camels going past on the desert. We couldn't make it up. But I think all of this, you, you become so tight as a team as a unit from sharing all these experiences together and that you know makes us continue on very closely actually the insights uh, on youtube into muslim life because you yes. show quite a few calls to prayer you show a lot of the daily life in the countries like morocco uh, that is so educational as well it's not just a a romp around the world it's you're engrossed in it aren't you Absolutely. We set out and we had in our mind, we'd heard of sort of world schooling and we thought, okay, the boys are going to be great. They're going to be able to do some world schooling, but absolutely it's world schooling for all of us. We are world schooling every day. And we, I think the more we learn, the more sort of hungry we become to know more about the world and the more places we sort of uncover, we realize there's so many more places to go. And I think it really is the learning every single day. One thing about travel I've noticed is that the money runs out. Now I know that I know you would have saved hard before you left. How do you afford it? How do you get by and make it all work? Okay, um, we worked extremely hard um, in the years leading up to this um, this big move. Um, we worked in property, fixing up and selling uh, uh, properties uh, we had in Auckland. And since then, sort of, we've kind of developed and found a way. After a year, we decided that a year was definitely not enough. We wanted to keep going, and we realised very fast that the money does run out, and you need to find a way to supplement that income. So we decided we needed to make an income out of doing what we love and out of travelling so that we could continue on this lifestyle. So basically, you get other people joining you, and you show them around. Yes, um, that's something really new we've started. But apart from that, we we um yeah we work online with our website, our YouTube, our social media channels, and yes, we hosting group trips all, all around the different world, all around the world in different countries in India, Pakistan, Nepal, and Morocco. Let's go around the world a bit. We don't hear about let- we don't hear, for example, about the mountains of Saudi Arabia. You've lived up there with a family, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, we did. That was a god. That was an experience. Um, we literally um, pulled into this little mountain village. I hopped out of the car and I was walking down the road, and it was a Friday. And this man walked past me, coming in the opposite direction. He walked past, and then we both sort of turned around, and he said to me, he didn't speak a word of English, but he signaled to me that he wanted us to come to his house. Um, the kids had a fantastic time. He showed us up and around the mountains. We drank tea and we laughed and we had a fantastic time. Why is it with a lot of the people you meet that they invite you into their homes and they're so ultra friendly and they don't know you from a bar of soap? They just want to talk to you and to be generous to you. It's amazing, really. It's absolutely incredible. And literally just in this last, not even the last week, we've had so many experiences that here. I think a huge part of it is traveling as a family. It gives us an instant connection. I think it would be so different if it was just Gavin and I traveling. 
um, we might meet those people. But having the kids with us, everyone, you have a completely different connection. You can connect as a father or as a mother. You can connect. Everyone has sort of, you know, cousins or nieces or nephews or children of their own or has a grandparents or something. It gives you some instant connection that is worldwide and doesn't need a specific language for it. We were just saying just this week we had, we went hiking sort of in the, mountains here in Morocco by the waterfall and got invited by our guide who we just met back to his house to meet his his sons his his wife his mother the whole all of the family just came to come and see us it was absolutely we had no idea we stayed the night and literally the next morning the neighbors of this little car park where we were parked here we were parked in sort of a little olive grove and this family, a mother with four children came and knocked on our door and they brought us these trays with um, Moroccan tea, freshly <laughs> made bread, like homemade bread, everything. It was, yeah, hospitality around the world is, is incredible. Mm. Very humbling. Oh, and heartwarming. Sarah Steiner oh, yeah. and Gavin Steiner are with us. They've been on the road for five years with their sons, Harry and Oscar. Uh, you walked across the border on foot from Iran to Iraq at one point. Is that legal? And aren't there bandits? That's a favourite setting for spy novels, and it always seems like <laughs> it seems like the Badlands. Well, we actually had a really moving story there as well. We we had um, we actually we had to leave Iran because it was at the time of the civil unrest was starting last uh, September twenty twenty two, and we had. We had narrowed it down. Everything was closing all around. We couldn't go to um, Armenia was closed. Azerbaijan was closed. On the right of the other side, Pakistan was closed. Everything was closing around. And we either had to go through Tehran, which is where all the unrest was, or across the border into Iraqi Kurdistan. We had two hours of um, cell phone reception. And through another traveling family, managed to contact someone in Iraq that said they would be there in 48 hours at 11 a.m. waiting for us at the border. And we walked across that border. And sure enough, as we exited out through there, there was this man there, Muhammad, a driver, waiting for us with his taxi mm. there. It was And just scooped the boys up in this huge hug and drove us to yeah. Sulaimania. Yeah. That's pretty intrepid. Pakistan seems... Uber friendly. I think it's just about your favourite destination. You've been there three times. And the people in Iran uh, also, as you say, I know it's a cliche, but people are lovely the world over. Their leaders get in the way, don't they? Yes. Yeah, we've met some amazing, incredible people along the way, and that's pretty much what drives us to sort of keep on sharing it and sharing the good in the world and sharing these particular people. It feels like, you know, they really deserve to be sort of honoured like that and to... We want people to know about these incredible, yeah, people yeah. who make our journey so special. Yeah, and you do honour them. That's right. Milking cows in a village in Bangladesh where the locals <laughs> had never seen foreigners before. Never? So we went out and stayed in this village. It, they had never seen tourists before. We've got photos with this one old lady. I'm not sure. She must be well into her 90s, this <laughs> tiny little old lady. Yeah. And her family wanted to have a photo with all of us, because with her in it, because they said she had never seen a, well, she'd never seen a Western tourist. She'd never seen any kind of foreigner before in her life, and um, they wanted to witness that. But, yeah, we went out milking the cows each yeah. morning, um, getting vegetables. We've got these pictures of Gavin trying to carry an entire bundle of hay with the local men, um, just like they do. <laughs> yeah, incredible experience there. 
Those boys are a good PR for you, aren't you? Aren't they? They're charming, your sons. And I imagine <laughs> everybody, sure like, everybody yeah. likes them. Uh, where do you plan to go next? Everywhere. We want to go and have a couple of months in Eastern Europe before heading back towards Nepal and Pakistan and India again um, towards the second half of the year. How long will you be doing this for, do you think? That's a very good question. That, that I don't a, know. <laughs> that is a very good question. Um, you know, so long as we are all happy doing it and so long as the boys are learning well and they're getting through their schoolwork well and we're all happy doing it, um, we're going to just keep going. Do you ever get touristed out? I mean, you're indefatigably cheerful and smiling you know, and on, your, <laughs> on your videos. Do you ever look at each other and say, I can't see another souk. I don't want to go to any more markets this week. <laughs> Can we just stay in um, bed? It, <laughs> it does get tiring. We're also really careful, and I think that's another great thing, um, especially travelling with kids too. We do, we sort of naturally find our own rhythm and our own routine. And because we... We obviously have some travel days where we're all in and there's nothing we can do apart from keep on going. But we are really careful and we get better as we go along at making downtime and taking time. And right now at the moment, we're actually having these three months in Morocco and really our focus is just for some downtime. We want to get to the ocean, get the boys out surfing again, and pretty much we're having sort of time to catch up on, yeah, R&R, world schooling homeschooling here while we're here yep. and some surfing and sunshine really yeah if i throw some country names at you could you give me thumbnail replies you know just the first thing that comes uh, into your head yes yep. uh bangladesh which you mentioned uh hospitality okay spain food yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sunshine oranges yeah and the oranges yes Morocco, where you are right now. Oh, tagines. And hospitality. And hospitality, once again. What are tagines? Slow-cooked oh. slow meat in these, like, uh, clay um, pots. Ah. Yeah. Over, gotcha. over charcoal. Dubai. It's a melting pot of other cultures. Yeah. There we really connected because everyone we met had, is coming from Bangladesh or coming from Pakistan or coming from India, and we had a connection with everyone that we met in old Dubai. Oh, of course you would have. Well, so many of them. Yeah. That's right. They would have been amazed. Yeah. Uh, Kuwait. Oh, Kuwait was beautiful. And um, the hospitality there as and, well. Yeah, and very hot. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful country. Dates and coffee. Yeah, extremely clean. Um, yeah, stunning country. Beautiful. Taiwan. Oh, I love Taiwan. Uh, Taiwan Taiwan reminded me a lot if I, um, of New Zealand. Lots of really? green, lots of forestry. Yeah. And rugged beaches. And rugged beaches like the West Coast. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have expected that answer. Uh, no, neither did I. Neither would yeah. I before we went there. Too many to ask you, but Azerbaijan, we hear about the stands and those oh, yeah. and that area, and we don't know much about all those countries, but Azerbaijan, because you've been to Baku, haven't you? Yeah. We have. We absolutely loved We went to Azerbaijan just last year, and we loved it. For us, it felt like the closest we'd been to Central Asia, which is probably one of it, probably our favourite region of the world. The hard question, the best place, the absolute best place on earth, factoring as much as you are able into that decision. In other words, the place you maybe would like to spend the longest time in if you went there again. Apart from New Zealand, you mean? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll take New Zealand as a given. Okay, yeah, apart from New Zealand. We feel very lucky to be from New Zealand that that always trumps everything. Uzbekistan. And I was going to say maybe 
Sri Lanka or oh yeah oh yeah oh that's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the easiest place to live? Do you think after New Zealand? Because I assume we're right up there in terms of easy. Where else was really easy? Well, see, um, easy for us is somewhere where there's incredible culture, I think. Yeah, Sri Lanka. I, I found yeah, Sri Lanka think, was very easy. I yep. feel it, Yeah, Sri Lanka, I feel like it has beaches, mountains, culture. It's affordable. Yep. And, and it's still an adventure. Like, we, we, what we love when we're somewhere where we step out of our door every day is so different from being home. Sarah Steiner, Gavin Steiner, talking to us on the road with Harry and Oscar for the last five years. You don't get sick of it because you're on a mission. I'm inferring as well, and a mission to meet yes. lots of people and show the show the world the people you meet. Yeah, we are, and I think that overall travel inspires travel. Like the more that we do, and the more we want to know, and the more we feel so comfortable doing it. Best train trip. Oh, mine would be actually mine would be uh, Uzbekistan. We, yeah. yeah, the journey we took a journey from Tashkent, the capital of Uzbekistan, all the way across the desert. Um, it was about it turned into plus twenty hours on this train over to the towards the the desert of Karakalpakstan, which is a region of Uzbekistan where there is the disappearing Aral Sea. And this is one of the greatest like man-made disasters of the world actually as well, where you can visit this sort of ship graveyard in the middle of the desert. And they are literally hundreds of kilometers from where there used to be sea there. Mm. That there used to be, yeah, there used to be the Aral Sea. Yeah, I read you'd been to the Aral Sea. I wonder what it was like visiting there. It sounds eerie. Mm. It sounds eerie. It is. it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a great way to describe it. Actually, yeah. places you would not recommend, in all honesty. <laughs> Are there any? We really enjoy getting off the beaten track. So for us, less appeal to sort of resort. I suppose resort kind of resort. travel and stuff yeah, like that. Resorts. We want to get out there and get amongst it. And Harry and Oscar are having a whale of a time. They don't get sick of it. They don't um, pull your no. sleeve, pull your sleeve and say hey, time to go home, <laughs> Mum and Dad. I don't think so. They're here if you want to say hi. <laughs> Hello, Oscar. Hi, Harry. Yeah, come and say hi quickly. Okay, say hi. Hello. Hello. Say I'm Oscar. Are you, Hello, Oscar. How's your life? Are you loving this? Yeah, definitely. There you are, vote of confidence. And you're right, <laughs> they sound happy. Uh, so you don't know when it'll stop. Uh, travel begets travel. That is so interesting to hear from you. But you are, your lives must be different. I mean, this is the thing. You were having, as oh. you said, successful and happy lives back in New Zealand. But this must be a whole new ball game for you. Absolutely. This has definitely changed our lives. It's it's opened our eyes. Um, we've learned so much um, about ourselves and our kids. Um, like we've we've um, had like the most amazing years together. You don't have to be a super millionaire to go out and do something different like this. And you don't have to go across the world either to have adventures together. That's right. No, that's true. Have any of your friends or rallies, you know, Fano joined you at any point on your travel absolutely yes ah. yeah we have, we've had amazing adventures um with grandparents and yeah meeting up with Fano. we spent part of our time in west asia in georgia with my family and extended family there which was an incredible location um we traveled with my sister and her husband and children in syria um the year last year year yep. before you like those trouble spots don't you sarah 
<laughs> we love everywhere. There's, yeah, there's lots to see. Lots to see and lovely people. Well, you've been blessed so far with all the people you've met. Great to hear about it. Uh, happy trails. All the best uh, for... Thank you. Thank you. It's so nice to hear from home. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. Maybe we'll see you back home one day. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you so Thank much. You. Sarah and Gavin Steiner.